0: This is Parsha, Parashah's Chukas, and there's a, a Gemara on the, on the Pasuk, which discusses the Tuma, impurity transmitted by a dead body and the verse says <speaking in Hebrew> This is the law of the Torah Adam Spoil <speaking in Hebrew> A man will die in a tent <speaking> in <Hebrew> Any person that comes to their tent tend to truly meaning a structure which has certain architectural dimensions. That's the simple reading of the verse. Resh Lakish in the Gemara learns this very differently and he almost chops the pasuk in half and he reads the first six words as an independent statement. Zois Toya. This is a Torah. So I put in an extra word when I first read it. Zois This is the Torah. Adam Kiyom was spoil, A man When he will die in a tent In other words What is the Torah? The Torah man dies in a tent What do you mean The Torah is when a man Dies in a tent? The Torah is not when a man dies in a tent So it's like says sa Ein Kaimim el That Only have fulfillment In someone That kills himself over them now, obviously, it doesn't mean that someone who goes to the turn, he says, Torah, and then commits suicide on the spot. Like the are in addition of the suicide squad. If they go on a mission, and as they're about to perform the mission, they all commit suicide. Not a good idea. It's not what it means, Adam oil that you have to die physically in Torah, but rather that the notion of death means that your life is taken away from you. So in this context, what it means is the life that you have external to Torah is what you give up. That's called dying. And you enter into Torah and that's Odom Ki Yomus When a person dies, Zoisa a person has to die. A person has to die meaning he has to kill everything else in his life but his devotion to Torah in order to be successful. Continues um, the Medrash in Pashas Noyach. In Parshat's Noach, the, the Mejrash says the following thing. Eile told us, Noach, Noach. It repeats the word Noach, and therefore the Mejrash explains that when it says, Eile told us Noach, the, the generations of Noach, the, the, what Noach made was Noach himself. And then the Mejrash goes into great length to describe the role of Torah. Now, exactly how the Medrash got this from these words, that I have no idea. But the Medrash continues and says, We praise the name of the King of all kings, that he chose the Jewish people Mishuvim umais, from the 70 nations. And he gave us the written Torah, Rishumoi beremez, Tzfunois usumois, Rishumoi, its impression was given as a hint, Tzfunois usumois, and they were hidden and concealed, Uperishim, Tereshim, about. So this is one of the sources that the Jews don't believe in the Bible. You all know the Jews don't believe in the Bible. The Bible says things that are completely anti-Jewish, the Bible says the knife an eye, tooth for a tooth. We know that's completely untrue. If someone pulls out, pushes out, takes out his fellow man's eye, the punishment is not that he should have his eye taken out, rather he should pay money to compensation. The, the Torah says a lot of things which are either misleading or unqualified. The Torah says you should not do any melacha on the day of the Sabbath. and <laughs> doesn't tell you what melacha is. Problematic, because if you do do it, you are liable for the death penalty. And you say, oh, you didn't tell me. So of course, there are many things in the Torah that says that you should you should slaughter and uh, you should check the way I've commanded you, and it's never you there's never any commandment in the entire written Torah that there's never any sukim describing how a person should slaughter an animal. So you see that the Bixav is not a document that's reliable for Jews. Rather, it's a document which is encoded. And without the solution without the code breakers so and encoded encoder document is absolutely meaningless. If you are a spy in Iran and you want to send a letter back and you want to make sure it's not intercepted so you write it in code and what you write is I'm going to Auntie Jemima for tea and the person who's trying to break the code reads and he says, it's amazing, he's in Iran and there's someone called Auntie Jemima. <laughs> wow, it's amazing and they serve tea there, I never knew. So then he's completely missed the point. He's completely missed the point. The point is that if you understand the way the code works and you'll break it and you think it, it actually means that he's managed to put a computer virus into the system. The marshal. <laughs> so, the Torah is encoded. Now, the code breaker is is the Torah pair. The Torah the oral Torah, deciphers the written Torah. Without the oral Torah, the written Torah is literally a non descriptive, non instructive document. Then Vegilla Oisam Israel, that code and the way it was broken, that was only given to the Jewish people. That was only given to the Jewish people. No other nation has privy to that, is privy to that. and not only that, she the Torah which is written is principles the tertiary pratus, whereas the tertiary bar is the details. Which is another fascinating idea. The tertiary bar itself never discusses particular situations, it gives over principles that the Tershabal bar then has to make it into life. So there's another fascinating idea of tertiary bar pair. Tertiary is how we create a reality of Torah in this world. For example, the based-in. The basin judge in accordance with Torah law. Two people come before them. The one says, I own this object because I found it close to the town square and picked it up and it has no indicator that it belongs to it. And the other person says, what do you mean I dropped it five minutes before and the di- there's a dispute when the Bastin rules on the dispute they've changed a the mundane activity into Torah so the basting through the Toshiba Pe brings brings the, the place of Toshiba and the Mikdash was the Sanhedrin they bring Torah into the world by taking a case an event and making a Torah The Toshiba Pair Harbe and Toshiba Pe is a lot <laughs> Matt, why the majors needs to point that out to me? Surely it's self evident. Again, I know not. It's wider than the earth, it's longer than the earth, and it's wider than the sea. It's written in regard to and you will not find the oral Torah in the land of the living. Mylo seems to have been chaim. The Gemara asks, "That's a strange thing to say." The Midrash. What do you mean you won't find it in the land of the living? V'chi be'etz ha meisim timotzei. You're going to find it in the land of the dead. Elo, rather, she loy timotzei Torah sheba'al pei to mishem sheivakish oineg olam. You will not find al Alpe by a person that looks for pleasures in this world. Taiva, a person who seeks desire. covered in a person that seeks honor. Ugedula in a person that seeks a higher status, greatness. atzma But by one. That's willing to give up his life for it, and now brings a potter from the sixth parish. And this is the way of Torah: eating bread with salt, drinking water in measure, and sleeping on the ground. And the life of deprivation shall you live. And in Torah, you will expend effort, and then the Midrash says a very strange thing: concentrate. It says, "Lefi because Torah The reason why, the reason why you have to live a life of deprivation is because Hashem only sealed a covenant to the Jewish people with tereshibal peh. What's the causation? Because. Hashem made a covenant with the Jewish people. That's why you have to live a life of deprivation. It doesn't follow. Why why is one related to the other? So Moshe Peri explained this in the following way. A breast, a covenant is always described, the verb to say that you've sealed a covenant, it's called cutting a covenant. Carissa's bris. In every breast, bris Bruce millets, physically observable, in every breath, a person the two people entering into that contractual obligation both give something of themselves to seal the pact. In the case of Bris Milah, so the child gives up his body and Akash Akash who responds with Kedusha. What's the covenant? What do, how do you seal the covenant between me and Hashem when it comes to Torah? What am I giving? I'm getting Torah. I'm getting a connection to one of the most profound, deepest, not one the most profound and deepest wisdom in the world. I'm getting a connection to something which will shift my entire existence from being located in the world of the mundane to being in the world of the unlimited. So that's what I'm getting. What am I giving? So says the Medrash, the reason why a person has to live a life where he gives up his life. Is because when he gives up his life that's what he's giving to the Abishta and in turn he seals the covenant of Torah with him and then the the medrash goes on I won't quote it all but he explains a few things and now this is very important because often a person a person will um, come to Yeshiva and Yeshiva is not necessarily an easy place sometimes it's tough Sometimes it's hard. And sometimes people feel that, why am I doing this? I mean, I could be, and then of course, when you're the could-be's are expanded enormously. It's called the exponential could-be expanding system. When you're so then you could be an astronaut. You could be a world-famous surfer. You could be a um, president, if you believe in the American dream. Some have seen it realised in recent times, and as a result, those could-be's create a frustration. What am I doing here? Why am I spending so much time investing in something which is so taxing, so demanding? For what? So you see that there's something intrinsic about it that it's not meant to be easy. Because if you're willing to stick it out, so then you've given something of yourself. If it just comes easily, so there can be no connection that's created between you. Continues the, the midrash. Vezui torash ba'al and this is torash ba'al Now, what's torash ba'al Open up a gemara, easy or hard? Open up any gemara, easy or hard? Hard. She kashel It's hard to learn. It's hard to learn gemara. It doesn't come easily. The Yesh Bat Godel. Not only that, it has pain. Shehim Ashule Lechoyshek. Torah Shabbat pain is called darkness. Proof. Shneema Ha'amah Olachim Bchoyshek. Shiro Godel. The nation walking in darkness saw a great light. Who's that? Elu Bale Talmud. Those that learn Gemara. Shiro Godel. They did see eventually a bright, bright light. Shachodesh B'rochu Mayor Name Bisa Vehitbe Tameh B'Tari. Hashem lights up the light. Light up the eyes. Now it says a fascinating thing. And in the future it says, though they love Hashem, so they will go out in their strength. Okay, then there's a lot of beautiful stuff in between. But then the Pazuk says an interesting thing, the Medrash. The Medrash says, I won't go through the language, it says, why did the Kodesh Buhu at the time when the Jews were given the Torah, why did he suspend the mountain above them and say to them, you have to... They had already said Naisa Venishma, they had already expressed their full consent and desire to accept the Torah, but yet he seemed to coerce them at the Mount of Sinai as well. So the Medrash <laughs> Tanskuma answers because they accepted the written Torah, they didn't accept the oral Torah. And the reason why they didn't accept the oral Torah is because she ate, uh, now the expressions that the, the major use of here is it's as strong as death, and it's as hard as hell. So that's the expression that uses. Lefish ain loy made and now it says a crucial word, and this is what I'd like to focus on because I think that sometimes this gets lost in the process. Lefish that the only person that learns Torah is someone that loves Hashem. Now brings in a brand new concept that it's not just about deprivation, and it's not just about giving up, and it's not just about self sacrifice. Ultimately, it's about love. And love is a real connection. And I think this is an area where perhaps we need to. Reframe ourselves in our paradigm. And I think there's a very deep, destructive energy today in undermining the quality of relationships. And the unfortunate reason for this is that relationships are able to be achieved on a surface level with very little effort. And those two things are often related. Because no effort is required, therefore the relationship remains rather shallow. Because you don't need to give up anything, and therefore you don't really form a connection. I'm not trying to break down any icons on any particular electronic devices, especially ones with Fs. But what I am suggesting is that our notion of friendship, our notion of love, has become very distorted with the passage of time and the advance of technology. Because technology has become so widespread, and it's so easy to have friends that you can count, and probably come up with stats of how popular are, based on the le- recent friend trends, As a result, if a person looks upon it, 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 that kind of description, that's not a friend, someone that I can double-click and send my trivial details of my life to, and therefore that allows him at least the right to send it back to you. So we now both feel fulfilled because we know that we've got some type of value because we've got lots of people that they themselves couldn't care less about us, only in in as much as to send back to us. Where Where is the quality of the relationship? we are you going to give up? Everything is so easy. When it comes easy, it means nothing. When it comes easy, it means nothing. When it comes hard, so that's a test. But if you create relationships which are easily fulfilled, so you never get to test them. You never get to, to they, they never get to explore the depth of how far they go. The way we test our relationship with the Creator is through our learning. How much are we willing to go? How far are we willing to go? So it's very easy and again this is I'm not saying that for one moment do I feel that in any way I'm 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 fitting to, to speak about this. Khalila. The only reason I'm speaking about it is, is this is a problem that I suffer from greatly. Great. I'm very happy to love Hashem under my own conditions. I'm very happy to appreciate his goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed to say to the "Reversion,, oh, you're so good to me you are so good to me I, I, I don't have a problem with that but I do have a problem with giving back I'm happy to acknowledge but I don't want you to give back I want you to live my life under the condition that I want to live my life I don't want you to shift myself from my comfort zone now because of that I think I'm gaining I think I'm gaining by not shifting my comfort zone. But I'm losing. I'm making Hashem share my Facebook friend. I'm making my Facebook friend. I, get, I come and I double click, so again in Judaism you don't double click, you double shockle. It's <laughs> a double shockle. You bring Shalom. The truth is it's a double shockle, triple. Because it's three times a day. So you do the, the triple double shockle. And you my Facebook friend and I pa- I pay I pay I pay my Jews. Pay my Jews. But where's the passion? Where's the connection? Where's the love? Where's the love? Well, well, you have to understand that I'm a little bit... You know, I've got myself. So this is a problem. How do we break out? How do we break out of that cage of self? So now, there, there's a couple of ways of doing it. And this is where it becomes tricky. This is where it becomes tricky. The one way you could do it is just take the words literally, Adam Kiyama Spoil, and try to push yourself. In other words, and this is the tricky part. You try to push yourself beyond. Try to push yourself beyond. And when you push yourself beyond... Just a message from one of my Facebook friends. (laughs) (laughs) When you try to push yourself beyond... So then it could be that pushing yourself beyond opens up inside of you a place of connection. However, it's dangerous. And this is really the conflict that we have to figure out. And this, is why, and this is why certain people become very defensive and very negative and rejecting of these words when I start to speak them. It's because that if you push yourself too hard and it doesn't open up the love, so then there's a, ter- there's a terrible backlash. This is a tricky, tricky thing in relationships. Do you need the love first and therefore is the giving up an expression of the love or through giving up can you reveal the love? That's going to be the tricky point because if, if you can't reveal the love through the giving up so then you still cling on to yourself. So now you feel I can't believe it. I gave up so much and what did I get in return? That's not love. That's looking for payback love is I give up because I don't, I'm not looking for I'm not looking for payback I'm giving up because of the other person I'm not looking for a payback I'm giving up for the other person so therefore if that's true so you give up and you feel when, when you do love per, when you love someone the harder the more you do for them the happier you are there's something extremely gewaldic about doing something for someone you love when you're doing it because you think you're a tzaddik It's not so geschmack. You do it and you think, I can't believe I'm being such a salik. There I am doing the dishes late at night. (laughs) My wife better be grateful. And then you wake up in the morning and she doesn't even notice. You say, (laughs) wow, look at those sinks. Whoa, they look sparkling. She goes, yeah, I cleaned them yesterday. Sure, but you know, the dishes. So she says, oh, you mean the three cups that were in the sink. How did you do them? Thanks. And you think, what do you mean? <laughs> I spent 20 minutes on those three cups. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're looking for the payback, it always backfires. It always backfires. So then there has to be love there. But maybe if you wait for the love to come, it won't come. So maybe you have to do something. But if you do something, it may backfire. So you have to wait for the love to come, but the love won't come. So the mashmah is the implication of the over of, of the here is that... It's not clear. It's not clear. But you definitely see that the sugya of our relationship with Hashem expresses itself in Torah. In fact the Metrich goes on and says, And how do I know that this love when it says it means Talmud? Look what it says afterwards And what is that? What's that? Talmud. Talmud. Etc. So you see that the sugi of Limud is a sugi of Ava. It's a suki of love, and in love. The love is proved by the depth of the relationship. And the depth of the relationship is proved by how much I'll come out of myself for the other. The more I'm enclosed inside of myself, the less the love is, the further and more distant we are. The Gomorrah in Sanhedrin says a fascinating thing. It says, when we were in love, to Gomorrah, I think on Duff, 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 it's on Duff. So Gomorrah, to Gomorrah Least I said it's in Sanhedrin. It's a Gemara. It's a, I didn't say it. There's a well known Chazal. Uh, what is a well known Chazal? It's well known and it's Chazal. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin and it's on Daf Zayin. It's on Daf Zayin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin Daf Zayin says the following thing Zayin um, al- al- Huda have a there was a man who was speaking and he said the following thing <speaking in Hebrew> when our love was strong referring to him and his wife apusya <speaking in Hebrew> on the blade of a dagger of a sharp sword we could lie <speaking in> hashta now <Hebrew> that our love is not strong a bed which is 60 60 I think it's 60 tfokhim, is not big, big enough for us meaning a very long 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 bed a very wide wide bed when we, our love was strong, we could sleep on the edge of a knife. When our love wasn't strong, even the biggest bed wouldn't be enough to contain us. It's the notion of space. When they were in love, you need no space. Why do you need no space? It's quite simple. Because the stronger you make your sense of self, and the less you give to the other person, the more you create a boundary around you. And the more you into yourself, the bigger the boundary. The more space you need, because otherwise, keep on colliding with the other person and when you bump into someone else it hurts the more you get rid of yourself and you sign the person the more you take away that boundary so there's no collision when it's completely removed you fuse and then you don't need any space because you're completely united you can literally be in the same place at the same time and there's space enough for both of you so when we have an Ayav HaShem so then we're connected and we're together when we don't so we co- create these boundaries and we say, Hashem bevakasha, come into my life at this time, at this point, when I'm ready for you. I want one of the most shocking rabbinical appearances I've ever seen. Was I went to a shul and was ostensibly an Orthodox Shaw and the rabbi was giving his speech to a bar mitzvah boy. And when I heard what he said, I was I was I was literally shocked at how <laughs> how a person who's a man of the cloth can can stoop so low? Obviously, the Bar Mitzvah boy wasn't him, and he felt like he didn't want to impose too much on him, like Judaism on his Bar Mitzvah, which is an interesting kind of. I suppose it is a bit of a conflict for Rabbi, and how he deals with it. So, he said you have to realize, you have to realize, uh, um, Francois, that <laughs> <laughs> the name is fictitious. You have to realize, you have to realize that the Jewish God, and he quoted, it was Pashas. Was It was Parashat Noach, Takah. Uh, he obviously didn't read the Mejush. There's Parashat Noach and it says, HaKadosh says, V'yishkoin, the positive is, And Hashem will dwell in the tents of Shame. And he says, Hashem's a shachain; He's your neighbor. You have to realize Hashem's your neighbor. And Hashem is a good neighbor. What's a good neighbor? He doesn't barge into your house. He only comes in at certain times. He doesn't interrupt you during mealtime. You have to realize, Hashem's there next door. And sometimes you can invite Him in, but He won't overburden you. <laughs> I wanted to say to him, unfortunately at the time I didn't have the guts. I hope I would today. I would say to him, excuse me, Rabbi, He'd say, someone's pose? Yes. Have you read Shulchan Aruch? And he would have said, of course, I'm a Rabbi. I have my semicha." And I would have said to him, <laughs> I would have said to him, Rabbi, I, I don't know very much of Shulchan Aruch, but Probably very little, but I do know the first se'it. And if I'm not mistaken, the first se'it of Shulchan Oruch says, Shivisi Hashem lenegdi Having a friend, having, having Hashem constantly in front of you is the basic principle upon which all of Shulchan Oruch is based. Living with Hashem, Shivisi Hashem, I place Hashem, lenegdi in front of me. Tommy at all times. That's what it is. But I can understand because thinking about that idea, if you are clinging on to your false sense of self, it becomes extremely invasive. It's very invasive. And the Aruch goes on to say that when a person's with a great and mighty king, he doesn't behave the same as when he's with his buddies. So it's nice to have some chill time when God's not around. So you want to create that space for yourself. But you don't understand, you're only losing, you're not gaining. We think we cling on to our little selves because we think if we give up, we'll lose. We don't realize that when you give up, you get. When you give up your little self, you get a big self. Why are Godolim called Godolim? Great men. But they're not called great men, they're called literally gadol, big, quite obvious. If I'm into myself, which unfortunately I am, maybe she should help me to get out of myself, maybe you all pray for me when, when I'm into myself so my being is as small as I am and the more I'm into the little petty details of my life the smaller I become when I care about you and you, 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 and and them so the more people I care about, the bigger I become because my being extends beyond the narrow parameters of myself when I care about all of you, and the Creator, and the Mashiach so, there's no limit! greatness greatness Rav Shach um, came home from hospital and uh, he was in a terrible state and one of his, one of his um, relatives said to him, why, do, why did you come home? You should have stayed the hospital longer. He said, you want to be home. But, but you can't learn. I want to be home. But you can't even speak. He says, I know. But maybe if there's girls that come and they just want to pour out their hearts to me, I can still listen. But you can't move your head. But I can still listen. So I should be home for those people that come. That's called serious nephesh. That's called, I'm bigger than myself, way bigger. The, the fact that he is in excruciating pain, feeding at the bottom of the barrel, but I can still help people, so it's huge. Those people are players in his life. So, the, this is parasha. And our striving in Torah is meant to break us open. And the way we break ourselves open is by giving up little pieces of ourselves. And when we start to give up little pieces of ourselves. That's when we start to grow. The minute we cling on to or as long as we cling on to every vestige of who we are, so the more trapped we are in this cage. The more we're able to let go and let go. Let go for other people. Let go. Let go for our Let go of sleep. Let go of food. Let go. Let go. It's not that you giving up, it's that you're getting. You liberating. You're freeing. You're breaking down barriers. You're, great, you're creating transcendence. You're becoming big from small. You're becoming meaningful from meaningless. Could there be a greater joy? Could there be a greater love? There couldn't. We have to, we have to work on it and it doesn't come easy. But, 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 but imagine. Imagine connecting to that. Imagine saying ultimate <laughs> saw shifty That's all I want. That's all I want. There's different I think it was there's a, the the Ravushnaim, I think he was bruven Bengis and when they asked him to describe Olam bar." So there's 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 the old version and the new version. The old version was Shtender, a Gomorrah and a cigarette. The new version takes out the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that th- that was that was him. He he felt like he was an Olam Haba. So we don't feel that way. We can feel that way and we get closer and closer to feeling that way, but not if we don't not if we don't extend ourselves, not if we don't stretch. Not if we don't stretch. We have to stretch a little bit. So in this expansion where it says Otum oil ain't in the Major's Get it right? Yes. Hmm. Ain't Kaimim, at My amazing Ela, she loy Timots a turd ship out pay, you won't front turd pay, it's a mischief, vacish, oinig oilum, tie, vocal, the good ones. Ela be me, she may miss atsmail. She never, Zeus turds, Zeus a turd, Adam, Kiyamus boil. It's a little bit of the. Uh, thank you for listening. I was trying to give myself a bit of musa. I hope it works, darling for me.